Support for Paradox comes from the Timothy Center, your online counseling center no matter where you live. The Timothy Center is a marriage and family counseling facility in Austin, Texas, offering distance consultations for those that live outside the Austin area. If you have questions and you'd like to consult with Jimmy, Josh, or one of their licensed professionals, visit them at timothycenter.com. Recording live from Austin, Texas, a conversation about marriage and family that women will love and guys won't want to turn off. Dr. Jimmy Myers and Dr. Josh Myers are a paradox. Welcome to Paradox Podcast. Welcome to Paradox. Update news. Update news. I'm, I'm Jimmy Josh. Myers, and here are today's top stories. How was that? Good. Yeah. It was good. That took me back to my KERC Curse Radio days. <laughs> the Jimmy Myers Roadshow, bringing you home from work in Eastland County. <sighs> KERC Curse Radio. You know how many times we've heard about Curse Radio? That's what it reminds me of. I have no Because I've been reminded. That it reminds me of. So here's what we're going to do. We thought it might be nice. All my idea. To look over some, because uh, you know, if you get, you know, especially mine, but Josh will put them out as well, but articles come across that we will then tweet out about parenting, about marriage, about culture, about whatever. I think social media is so for the 50-year-olds. And so, because I'm an, if you don't follow me on Twitter, ooh, you're really uneducated. And I, you probably can't take care of yourself, uh, hygiene-wise, if you do not listen to me on a regular basis on Twitter. I'd like to get a percentage of how many of the articles you actually read. I read all of them. No. I read every single headline of every article exactly. that I tweet. <laughs> these are some of the articles that we thought were kind of good. And we, we said, actually, these might be worth mentioning. Because there's some of these articles that you'll come across in a publication that, yeah, they're very, very interesting and kind of worth our while. So today we thought we would break down several of these. Some of them are grouped into categories. And we're going to start with this one. And this was put out by Nielsen, as in the Nielsen TV ratings, Nielsen.com. The headline is that American adults now spend one half of their 24-hour days engaged in read that, staring at, some type of media. So of a 24-hour day, 12 of those hours are spent engaged in media of some capacity. Did you look at how they defined media? Because I stare at a computer screen for eight hours a day. Funny you should ask. I'm looking at a chart right here. The biggest, what do you think is the biggest chunk? For me, computer. Nope. It is still live television. For 12 hours a day? No. What are these people doing? For four? Yeah. Live television. And then uh, time-shifted TV, I guess that's what they call binge-watching, or you know something that you've recorded, you've yep. DVR'd. That's for just under an hour. Uh, and then radio comes in. Binge-watching's under an hour? Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. Oh, no, we're right in the middle of Longmire. Oh, it's more than less than an hour. Someone recently recommended that to us. I really like we're it. We're watching communities and cars getting coffee. You know what came in next was third on the list for an hour and 45 minutes, and that is radio, engaged in radio. Surely podcasts. Yeah, commutes, I'm sure. Uh, More reflective of a commute. And then uh, the, the next largest, the second largest chunk is apps web on a smartphone. The next, what number is that, number four? 
Well, the number one is live TV okay. at four hours. Uh, at between two and two and a half hours is staring at your smartphone. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a Not little... Not computer. Uh, computer. Hold on a second. Computer came in at... Gaming console came oh, yeah, in no. at like 30 minutes. So they don't count working at, on the computer as media. Internet on the computer was 30 minutes. For me, that still implies just like surfing or YouTubing or something. Not doing your work. Internet, yeah. Or whatever. That is crazy. So all the time, you spend roughly eight hours a day at work. You're spending eight hours or so sleeping. So you got eight hours, but this is saying half of a 24-hour day, so 12. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So somewhere that math is not adding up, and it's not working. It's All those, are to me, are implying play. Correct. 12 hours a day staring at a device for Something. play. Something, yeah. You're engaged in some type of media. And, of course, we know that this has never existed in the history of existence that people would be distracted from life for this many hours a day. And again, you're right. I mean, throw sleep in, and you're engaged in life a minimal amount of every day. If at all. And one one thing to backtrack a bit, I saw a, this is going to be surprising since I don't do social media, but I saw a meme one time in my life. Oh. I actually couldn't define for you a meme, but it was a picture, mm-hmm. which I think is... That's a meme. A meme. It had a modern day subway or bus and it was full and people were sitting there and everybody was staring at the phone. And it's like, ha, 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 we're ridiculous human beings. But then it had a picture of a train, you know, 75 years ago. And everybody was reading the newspapers. So, (laughs) eh, I mean, there's there's always been the things. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, you people were staring at, I don't know, chess or checkers 200 or 150 years ago. I mean, there's always been entertainment that we, in our off time, invest in. Burning heretics. Screens. I mean, that took several hours a day. Screens get bad raps now, and anything, I don't care if it's media or eating. I mean, if you're doing something for 12 hours a day, there's an issue. And to me, it's just the distraction of it all is what is stunning. And there was another article uh, from Common Sense Media that also caught my attention recently, which is just the number one thing. If you could do one thing to instantly improve your relationship with your child, one thing. With my parents, it would have been give me cash. Mm. That would have instantly improved our relationship. But today, it said the number one thing you can do just to instantly improve your relationship with your child is put down your phone. That's it. Just put down your phone. And I, I put it down normally in the kitchen somewhere, but then just leave it mm-hmm. until they go to bed. Mm-hmm. You, Not you even have, have to be, it with you. You have to be intentional. Yeah. You have to be intentional. So, But it, that's, well, my putting mine down, I get annoyed with it in my pocket. And so it's less about intentionality with my kids and more about my pockets being empty. So just be OCD and annoyed? Yeah. That's, that but works for you? But then it defaults to me playing with my Very kids, nice. which is nice. But, I mean, if you look at this, 12 hours a day plus 8, so 20 hours a day, you're either asleep or engaged in media. When do parents parent? Or work. When do they do that? I mean, you're left with no time whatsoever to be engaged with your child. And then actually engage with each other. Yeah, in your marriage. Yeah. Which gets probably even less focus than than the children do. So those were two articles. The amount of time. We've said this before. Put down your stinking phone. But if you're a stay-at-home mom and you had a nanny cam, and if it showed how much you were on your phone during the day instead of engaging with your children, and that was a babysitter, would you fire the babysitter for being on their phone that often? And I when should we, put up a webcam 
on Katie. Oh, shh. Don't tell oh, her. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be awesome. That would be cool. And then just like zap her. You know, you never notice those little teddy bears on the <laughs> mantle. Yeah, that, that looks and then right. You go, Katie. <laughs> Ted style. Jimbo, did you hear that someone is actually paying us to do an ad? Wait a second. Somebody is paying us? Say Who what? are these people? It is actually our old alma mater, Howard Payne University. HPU. HPU. STEM jackets win. You know a it. A fine education bathed a in a Christian atmosphere. Oh. A Christian yeah, atmosphere a Christian is what it's bathed in. Yep. But it's this time, it's Howard Payne with a twist because they actually have expanded to New Braunfels. Oh, that's right. They opened a new campus in New Braunfels in 2012. And they have three different degree options. One option is an associate's degree in Christian studies, which is designed for bivocational ministers and busy schedules. Just a short drive south of Austin, just a short drive north of San Antonio. They're also offering four bachelor's degrees, one in business, one in Christian studies, one in criminal justice, and one in general studies. And there are whispers. Jimbo, you gotta whisper this. That's why I'm whispering. There are whispers that there are new degrees coming in 2019. And one last thing not to forget, there are two master's programs, Mm -hmm. one in business administration, MBA, and one in criminal justice, MCJ. I am pumped we get to spread the news about a Christ-centered higher education in Central Texas, which is provided by Howard Payne University New Braunfels. For more information about HPU New Braunfels, go to hputx.edu backslash New Braunfels. You can also find them on Instagram and Twitter at HPUNB. And Facebook is HPUTX New Braunfels. Stingham Jackets win. Get your stinger up, Josh. It's, it always stays up. Those were a couple about just the amount of time, the amount of time that we are now engaged in media and putting down our phones when it comes to our kids. Number two, and uh, this is from The Atlantic, and this is just in the news a lot today about how we need to, you know, I think, was it Target has stopped selling gender-specific clothing? Yeah, my lord. You know, things of this nature about, you know, gender neutrality. This, this ilk. This ilk. In fact, we got our tags. We're going ilk hunting this winter, correct? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm going to get a bull ilk if it kills me. It's not funny. There was an article in The Atlantic, in, in The Atlantic, which I thought was kind of cool, because that's, you know, not exactly, you know, like a Christian or whatever publication. A bastion of conservative mm-hmm. thought. And it was about basically the futility of gender neutrality. And they use, as we should all, use Sweden as our example of what we should do and how we should do it. There's a school that some in, in Sweden are pushing to be the, the standard in Swedish education. It's a state-sponsored pre- preschool in Stockholm that's dedicated to the total obliteration of male and female distinction. So there are no boys and girls. There are only friends and buddies. And they don't study Cinderella or Snow White. Buddies is kind of masculine. Mm, that's what I was thinking. So they don't study Cinderella or Snow White. They, they've they been replaced with two male giraffes who parent an abandoned crocodile. Hmm. You know, LeBron James is coming out with a new school. I know. I thought that was really amazing. And maybe he could do gender neutrality. Love it. Yep. I'm sending Love my it. kids to act. We're not boy or girl. We're teammates. We're buddies. Mm-hmm. We're giraffes. The Swedish Green Party would like this school to become the norm. It suggested replacing gender watchdogs in all of the nation's preschools. They said Egalia gives children a fantastic opportunity to be whoever they want to be, except the opposite sex. We've talked about this before, but people are the same. Unless you have gender dysphoria, you have a mental disorder, 
you can't change that. Even if Bruce Jenner, even though he's had the surgery and everything, he is just an extremely chemically feminized male, but he's not a female. You can't become a female if you have a Y chromosome. So they're what they're seeing. It's so binary. I know. This article even mentioned Hasbro, like 20 years ago, was going to try to make a, because, you know, girls play house, and they were going to make a house that basically both boys and girls would play house with this house. And again, this was 20 years ago. And what they found was, you know, the girls would pick up the dolls and they would, you know, clean the little floors and and the guys would like catapult the baby carriage off the roof, you know, and it was a bomb because, and what Hasbro, they stopped doing it and their reasoning was. Because women are only good at cleaning? How did you know? Did you? Re- I thought you didn't read the article. Yeah. Boys and girls are different. What? Say what? So I thought that was interesting as we hear more and more about this, like this is this is something that we should aspire to. It's not. It sounds like the Atlantic has been listening to Paradox. I mean, we were saying this years ago. I would think. We were a trendsetter. Mm-hmm. We set the pace. I mean, way back in 2016, we were pace calling setters. transgender issues ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I mean, not if and you... And quoting uh, people from John Hopkins. <laughs> We did mispronounce that like yeah, on did. episode two. You did. I'm going <laughs> to say that was pretty much all you. And then there was another grouping of articles, and this one had to do with marijuana. Two articles. One, and the reason I bring this up is, you know, I know, Josh, you smoke weed like a lot. These two are about what we hear from, especially since we work with children, we work with adolescents. You would think people who smoke weed, that THC, that marijuana is a, is a health food. It should be a supplement that we're giving infants because it is so healthy that everyone should be on it. And that is just a a pile of um, poop. Dung. Uh, Dung. Doo-doo. There's there's quite a bit negative about marijuana use. And so I always want to just, hey, throw this out there, everybody. But only chronic. Don't be hating on on experimental use. I'm not oh, saying absolutely. anything about me. Once a year going to Colorado and getting some gummy bears is not what we're talking we're about. We're not we're only talking about chronic. Yeah. So, here are the two articles. First, cannabis can make the effects of trauma worse, that it can exacerbate trauma. That because again, the THC is adhering to the part of the brain that impacts emotions. And so it's it's shown to make trauma worse. By the way, this isn't in one of these two articles, but there's also a definite link between the development of schizophrenia and marijuana use. Chronic. Uh, chronic, uh, chronic use. And so then the other article here, and these were both in SciPost.com, cannabis use impairs the capacity to envision the future, which is me to see the outcome of my behavior, to see, to understand consequences. And so when you see kids going, yeah, I probably need to study, dude, you know, man, but like, you know, I don't care, uh, whatever. That's this article at work. I probably should do something, but I don't. They're unable to envision the future. What's interesting, and this is just a thought I had, so it's probably not going to make sense because I haven't actually filtered it through my filter. Mm-hmm. But the study is linked, right, into not being able to envision long-term future, your your future. But how many kids or adults that get into chronic marijuana use prior to chronic marijuana use had a hard time envisioning the future? None. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, like, it mm-hmm. almost it sometimes is the type of person you that's are. struggling yeah. in life that also And that's why you that. hope that the study was done to account for that sort sure. of thing. Uh, of course, we did not exactly go over the raw data of the study. Just the SciPost.com article on it. And then lastly, and this was just, this is from the Wall Street Journal, you gotta laugh. And it is that parents are now hiring. We know that Fortnite is this huge game 
that everybody is playing and everyone loves it. Well, now <laughs> we have parents that are hiring Fortnite coaches to to make their children better at playing Fortnite. You know, all this Israel and Palestinian talk and the end of days, eh, that kind of flies over my head, but this... This, Jesus is coming soon. This grabs me. Yeah, he is going to split the <laughs> eastern sky now that... And here's the... I just love the article title from the Wall Street Journal. Ready, aim, hire. A Fortnite coach. Parents enlist video game tutors for their children, and here's the subtitle. And they're 12. The yeah. coaches are 12. Here's the subtitle. It's not the violence or the addiction of the hit game that bothers mom and dad. It's the losing. So again, now not only are we hiring them position coaches for baseball when they're six, and we're getting them in competitive travel uh, lacrosse when they're four. Now we're hiring coaches so they can be the best Fortnite player come quickly, Lord Jesus. What we suggest instead of a Fortnite coach is to can the coach hire a therapist to come and just slap the parent up across the head. Yes. With or with a Fortnite controller. Chronic use of chronic. Mm. That would make people not care whether yeah. your kid wins or loses. That's true. Because you can't really envision the future of them dropping nope. out of school and working at Wendy's until nope. they're 50. I prefer the counseling route, slapping it upside the head. But that's ridiculous. Well, there you have it, folks. The Paradox Podcast update news. Some things that came across the desk, and we'll probably do this on a semi-regular basis because some of these articles, some of these were kind of frivolous, but they were also sort of interesting. And so we'll just kind of keep you posted. And if you'd like to be posted on a regular basis, follow me on Twitter because I'm putting these suckers out to the tune of about 10 a day. 10. That's conservative. A few. I'm active. (laughs) I'm active on Twitter. If you want more information about this episode or previous episodes, you can go to ParadoxPodcast.com. Hopefully you were able to take away, even if it was just random facts that you didn't necessarily need to know, hopefully you were able to take away something from today. And by the way, I said that Josh smokes marijuana. You understand that was facetious. Correct. Except for that once. Well, and that was quite a story. And it wasn't smoking. That's my story. And, and Jimbo, to it. Jimbo was there. Oh, I was We're there. We're not going to talk anymore about it. Mm-mm. Nope. Nope. But Jimbo, was, Jimbo did not participate. No. I no. think you had a job at a I church. Was, I was hoping the that the brownie contained something, but it didn't. It wasn't a brownie either. My only job was my Timothy Center, where I am part owner. So I know my job didn't care. Both of my bosses were there. Bottom line. <laughs> anyway, paradoxpodcast.com. And we hope that you enjoyed the episode. Feel free to like and share. Thanks so much. See ya. Paradox is produced by Billy Lee Myers Jr. For more about Billy, go to therapywithbilly.com. For more information about our Paradox evangelist, Julie Lyles Carr, go to julielylescar.com. And if you want more details about what was discussed on today's show, go to paradoxpodcast.com. Next time on Paradox. My PhD is in Quranic studies. So although I'm a Christian, I did, you know, I studied Islamic theology for seven years. And so I've had many, you know, Muslim friends over the years and, and Muslims who, you know, outwardly live very good lives. And so, you know, the obvious simple answer is to go, oh, you know, every path leads to the top of the mountain, you know, all good dogs go to heaven, you know, like the Disney movie and so on and so forth. But of course, a couple of things that are problematic about that when you push into it. Firstly, of course, it's deeply patronizing because effectively it would lead me to say to my Muslim friends, well, you know, you think what you believe is different, but if only you were as sophisticated as me, you would see that all religions are the same.